0: with that song. Weirdly enough, just because it's all coming back, and it seems like all this COVID stuff is all coming back to us now, and I realize I started listening to the lyrics. <laughs> A lot of it could apply, like whispering and touching and kissing. No, we're not doing that. That's uh, We don't want to get COVID nowadays. We're social distancing. Not on this podcast, of course. This podcast, by the way, is called the Check Your Brain Podcast, and my name is Tony Mazer. Thank you for checking out today's show. Uh, It's another solo episode for a couple of reasons. One of them, uh, mainly I had a guest cancellation at the last minute. I should probably stop booking a guest on the day before the podcast is supposed to go out, maybe a couple of days in advance. But in fairness, I've been in the middle of a move. Uh, I'm recording in my my little bar area, which is kind of cool. But it's going to take a little bit for the house to get in order and just moving out of the old place and cleaning it up. It's been... Quite a process of uh, b- being a new homeowner, and that's what I've had to deal with. So uh, I've been a little behind on guests and podcasting and everything, but we're starting to get back into a nice little groove, a little rhythm here. I have the football podcast, by the way, the Rack Me Football podcast, coming up later today, which is Wednesday. So go check that out. It's with myself, Chad Zuma Ken Mosca, and comedian Brent Tobler this week. And we'll have a slew of fun comedians and other people as guests on our podcast every, I believe we're going to do do it every Wednesday around 5 p.m., about 4 or 5 p.m., but uh, looking forward to that and uh, talking some football as that starts up. But I wanted to do a fun podcast this week, and uh, it just doesn't seem like there's going to be a lot of fun stuff as we head into um, the next 14 months before the presidential election coming up next year. So let me uh, first start this out by Uh, The breaking news that came out late last night was that Jill Biden first lady Dr Jill Biden has tested positive for covid. Negative last night for covid-19 and tested negative again today. He's not experiencing any symptoms. As far as the steps he is taking, since the president was with the first lady yesterday, he will be masking while indoors and around people in alignment with CDC guidance. And he, as as has been the practice in the past, the president will remove his mask when sufficiently distanced from others indoors and while outside as well. OK, good. Thank you. Thank you. So Joe Biden is going to put his mask back on. Joe Biden just stopped wearing his mask like two weeks ago, something like that. Now he's going to put it back on because Jill has COVID. And of course, it's the same old trope over and over and friggin' over again is the first lady Jill Biden has tested positive for COVID-19. She is vaccinated and boosted and she will social distance and she will be in quarantine until she tests negative. And she thanks these life-saving vaccines for the fact that she is, has her life saved or whatever bullcrap that we've been putting out there for the last couple of years. It's, it's literally last couple of years. This is going on. Now, one of the things that I think about is, what, it, what are they planning now? COVID-19 was started in 2019, meaning it was a full year before the election, that there were a lot of shenanigans that were being laid, the, the groundwork was being laid, And so it's not like one day in March of 2020, they flipped the switch and said, let's lock down masks, vaccines, is the eventual push. Masking, no one's going to work, no one's going to school, anything like that. We're shutting everything down. It wasn't one thing where we just flipped the switch. The groundwork was laid the year before. So that's what I'm wondering. We're 14 months away from the 2024 presidential election, and it looks like we're going to have a rematch, most likely, unless everybody... Uh, stays alive or out of prison or, you know, could be in prison, but depends on what's going on. We're going to have a rematch of Trump versus Biden. What shenanigans are going to be pulled this time around? And are they going to do this with the COVID stuff? COVID was a winner in 2020. Is it a winner in 24? Me personally, if you asked me today, In early September, right after Labor Day, we're now after we're we're entering the fall season, even though it's not fall for a couple more weeks, but we are entering the fall season. School has resumed in most places. Uh, Is COVID a winner for the Democrats? I should say it's certainly not for. Well, I shouldn't say that. Is it a winner for certain Republicans? Could it be a winner for Ron DeSantis? Is this something that Ron DeSantis, there's a conspiracy theory that a lot of this COVID stuff has been cooked up by the DeSantis campaign because his, you know, his polling has really been lagging. His campaign has seemed pretty lackluster, to be honest. And I'm a DeSantis fan, to be honest. I, I, I've i been to Florida a number of times. I've taken basically all of my vacations the last three years in Florida because of what Ron DeSantis and his governance has done. I, I I'm a big fan. But his campaign has just been fairly... Uh, conservative inc, very kind of uh, like a very good campaign in 2012, but not in the present day, not in 22, 23, 24, not in the, from the midterms on, not since he announced sometime in the summertime. It's just been, or what was it like late spring? That when did DeSantis run? What was it like May or June? The worst kept secret, of course. And there've been conspiracy theories that thinking that Maybe it was the DeSantis campaign that started floating some things about COVID and return of mandates and lockdowns and vaccine requirements and passports and masks and this and that. But is it a winner for Democrats? And I don't think it is. Yeah, you're going to have some lunatic Democrats out there that are going to put their masks back on. I've seen it the last couple of days. I was at the gym today, right before I, uh, I recorded this podcast. I got back from the gym and I saw two or three people wearing masks the masks had largely gone away. It was mainly like one person at the gym. The last couple of years, who was wearing one. And I saw three today with the, one of them with the big filter on. Okay. Good. Good for you. You're, you're trying not to get sick. Maybe your best opportunity is just not go to the gym. <laughs> Maybe go outside, get some fresh air. It's where I'm broadcasting from in Northeast Ohio. It's 90 degrees. Go outside then. If you're that afraid of COVID, but remember, are are they going to scare people again with this? I don't think a lot of people are scared anymore. I think Omicron, it wasn't the vaccines. It was Omicron. When if you didn't get the alpha variant and if you didn't get Delta or Delta plus, you got probably got Omicron and eventually everybody ended up getting sick. And I think a lot of people, when they got Omicron, which is end of 2021, early 22, and they got sick, and they got sick for a couple of days, and they're like, wow, that was it? That's it? I mean, I, I, like we locked down society? We shut down schools, and kids have had two years of learning loss and, and, and poor development, and they, kids had to look at teachers with masks on and kids' facial development and facial you know, how they're able to learn from things. Is so far behind that a that a second grader who's now in fifth grade is still reading at like a first or second grade level. There's been a lot of development loss on top of the economic losses on top of sobriety and suicide, depression, everything like that. For what amounted to be a cold, that's what it is. Some colds, yep. Some people are not going to do as well with a cold. Others will either not know they have it, like being asymptomatic. So you have to wear a mask because you may be sick. You may think you're healthy, but you're really sick, but I'm perfectly healthy. Everything's fine. I can breathe. Everything's great. Yeah, but you may be sick. Oh, okay. Or you have a very mild cold like I did when I got COVID in August of 21. I went down to my pool in my apartment complex at the time, got a little bit of sun. I walked around a little bit and got some sleep. I beat it in two days. Done. Didn't get no vaccine. No, nothing other than I took an ibuprofen so I can get a really, really good night's sleep. And I woke up and I'm like, all right, I'm feeling a little better. Lost my sense of smell for two weeks, but out of my five senses, it didn't bother me that much. Okay, I can't smell uh, a, a nice warm apple pie right around Labor Day. Someone makes an apple pie. Okay, I can't smell it for a couple of weeks. I can live with that. I remember what it smelled like. It's not a big deal. Or if one of my buddies farts and oh you smell that. Nope, I actually cannot. Keep farting. Keep farting in the car. It doesn't matter to me. But Jill Biden has COVID. Are we going to try and scare people? Now, she's vaccinated and boosted. She's probably had every booster. But I was told, wait a second, I was told by her husband that if you get these vaccines, you can't get COVID.
1: The, the various shots that people are getting now cover that. They're, they're, you're okay. You're not going to get COVID if you have it. These vaccinations.
0: Yeah. Wow, yeah. That was a presidential town hall. He said so. That was Joe Biden. Joe Biden, who by the way ended up getting COVID. <laughs> he ended up getting COVID. Here's a here's a here's a selection of uh people who said uh you told you to shut down and get vaccinated and stuff, and you're not gonna get COVID if you get these vaccines, and then they all got COVID. Here's a montage.
1: Okay, you're not gonna you're not gonna get COVID if you have these vaccinations. Hey, folks, guess you heard this morning I tested positive for COVID.
0: And when people are vaccinated, they can feel safe that they are not going to get infected.
1: Dr. Fauci says he has COVID again.
0: If you've done the right thing and gotten vaccinated, you deserve the freedom to be safe from COVID-19. Ew, ew. Wait a second, I had to stop that. That's Justin Trudeau, uh, who's, of course, not, not at all. Uh <laughs> Fidel Castro's son. He has a tattoo on his arm. Ew! What world leader has a tattoo on his arm? Uh, look, I have tattoos. I'm not a world leader. He's a world leader with some weird, like, uh, uh, like a falcon or something on his arm. And of course, wearing a mask. And this morning, I learned I I tested positive for COVID-19
1: as well.
2: The three doses that you'll be prevented not just from serious illness, but from. Getting this virus, this Omicron variant, and therefore giving it to others.
1: Victorian Premier Daniel Andrews is in quarantine for seven days after testing positive to COVID.
0: So I'm fully vaccinated. It gives me some comfort. Anthony Albanese has just tested positive for coronavirus. Uh, Having received two doses of AstraZeneca, it's a very
1: effective vaccine protection from symptomatic illness and therefore risk of transmission
0: to others. How about that? There you go. There's another World Health Organization from Australia who also has tattoos. What's going on in society? Grow up. <laughs> Cat, Tony, you have tattoos. Yes, I know. I'm not a world leader. I am not. Um. But it's it's just amazing. They all got it. And remember at one time with you and I, it was, hey, guys, uh, like, if you, before Omicron, before Fauci and Biden and all these people got it, it was because you did something wrong. You were one of the baddies. You were one of the people who's, who was uh, probably partying and not social distancing. You weren't masking hard enough. You weren't sanitizing yourself. How dare you? You shouldn't have been congregating. Don't you understand we're in a pandemic? And here we are everybody's basically all gotten COVID. They've all had the same thing. And some people have gotten it several times. Didn't Biden, remember, he tested negative and then tested positive again the next day and had it for several weeks. Fauci, same thing. These guys are near 80, which either tells me something because they're going to say they would have been dead if it wasn't for the vaccines. Uh, no, you told us throughout 2021 that we got to get vaccinated and you're not going to get sick. And it seems that you got sick. And of course, the line ended up being, well, I would have gotten sicker. How do you know? How do you know? Well, all these unvaccinated people. Here's the thing. There's a lot of, you know, when they talk about where where there's smoke, there's fire. There's a lot of people who ended up being called not vaccinated because they went to a Walgreens, a Rite Aid, or a CVS to get their vaccine as opposed to a normal healthcare facility. And because it wasn't an accredited, quote unquote, healthcare facility, they were marked as not vaccinated or they got it and they just weren't boosted. So therefore, they weren't vaccinated, meaning they were not up to date with vaccines. There you go. I mean, they've they've been cooking the books for a while. And now what some have said, this new variant that's about to come out could potentially affect people who have been vaccinated and boosted like a bunch of times and that the unvaccinated are probably going to be better off. I don't know what I believe. I don't believe anything anymore. I'm sorry. Uh, This is what you have done. Not me. This isn't me just putting tinfoil hats on my head. This is what you have done. You have You You've given the public a huge distrust. They do not trust you. Some people do because, of course, like, well, you know, it's the CDC, Centers for Disease Control. They know what they're talking about. I trust the experts. Yeah, the experts have lied to me a lot, and not just been wrong, lied to me. There's word coming out now that Fauci knew damn well that there was a uh, uh, <coughs> that this was being cooked in Wuhan, this virus, in January of 2020. Not just he was told at the end of February and early March, that, hey, guys, there's this uh, virus from the gain-of-function research that we were working on in Wuhan in this lab, and it's come out. And willingly went on TV talking about it for several months, that this came from a wet market because somebody was eating a pangolin or a bat. When in reality, he knew two months before the pandemic was declared that this was cooked out of a lab and not cooked out of a wet market. So the experts, are they wrong or are they lying? And you know what? I kind of think it's a little bit of both, especially when you have Rachel Maddow. Listen to Rachel Maddow here. So this was, there was at one time, Rachel Maddow went on TV, like all the others, Nancy Pelosi, Chuck Schumer did the same thing, that because Donald Trump mentioned COVID-19 as early as January of 2020 during the State of the Union address, you know, the one that Nancy Pelosi ripped up. And he was saying that this is a virus. This could be a potential pandemic coming out of China, coming from China. And the reaction from the left was, no, go to Chinatown. Go eat your uh, fried rice and your dim sum and everything. Hug a Chinese person. Go for it. Enjoy yourselves, people hug more Chinese people. And so it was like, to talk about the origin was racist. You couldn't mention that because he's trying to declare war with China. I, I don't know, whatever the case was. And there was a, they were talking about masking. And everybody kind of knew until they got their marching orders that masking is not going to stop a respiratory virus. It's not going to, it's not going to trap a cold. It's never trapped colds before. We have never worn masks before. Well, they did during the pandemic of 1990. No, they did because we had very stone age level compared to what we, it is today, medical technology and medical research. So they thought, oh, well, I guess if somebody coughs, they're going to cough right into this handkerchief that's on my face and it's not, it, it's going to trap it. Yeah, not always the case. Not always the case. In fact, rarely, if ever the case, is that going to help? Here's Rachel Maddow. L- listen to how much has changed in just a little bit of time. This is her, actually on my birthday, weirdly enough, March 2nd of 2020, talking about masking. Kind of ch- different change.
1: It's likely to spread around the entire world. A lot of people are going to get it. Potentially most of the world's population are going to get it, which sounds terrible. But it the, of most of the people who get Coronavirus will not die from it. Okay. Um, it's got about a 2% fatality rate. Um, and the way that we all need to deal with it, although it is a, a new threat, we've never seen this virus before, it's actually very old fashioned ways of protecting ourselves. You do all the things that you do to protect yourself from getting a cold or from getting the flu. We don't have to do anything. Outrageous. We don't need to change our lives drastically at an individual level. You just need to be more vigilant about washing your hands. Make sure you don't develop patterns where you don't touch your face. Uh, That's the way that we tend to give ourselves colds and the flu. So at an individual level, there's no reason to panic. But it's a serious thing.
2: I saw somewhere they said don't sneeze or cough on people. I go.
0: Were we doing that <laughs> exactly? <laughs> Were people doing
1: that? New year's resolutions? I got to stop coughing
0: this. on people. I really yeah, people get not getting invited back to parties. But yeah. I've seen a lot of the masks around the city. Is that a...
1: that's what? probably not a not a thing. Um, I mean, you're seeing it, but it's probably not that smart. The Surgeon General actually put out a statement which was like, you guys, stop buying masks. Oh, yeah, I, mean, I saw that. If you are sick, if you have respiratory symptoms, that's, people are wearing a mask in that circumstance because you're trying to avoid giving it to other people. Gotcha. But in terms of being a healthy person and trying to avoid getting infected, that's probably not, not that rational.
0: Well, it almost seems kind of based from Rachel Maddow and The Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon. March 2nd, 2020. What happened like less than a week later? Everybody got their marching orders to say everybody has to wear masks. In fact, Fauci said a couple of months into that, oh, may, maybe wearing two masks, it, it, you know, it, it stops a little bit of the transmission. And uh, uh, but maybe wearing a, a second mask to protect the first mask. I saw that the other day again. Uh, I mentioned this on my Patreon show at uh, patreon.com slash Tony Mazer, by the way. I came across, I kind of wish I took a picture just for the podcast. I know it's like, oh, where are you taking pictures of randos and without their permission? Okay, I didn't. But I was at a brewery over the weekend, over Labor Day weekend, and they had a flea market outside, and there were a couple of vendors. There were three vendors. There was two women and a dude, all three overweight, and wearing double masks. In fact, the guy had a double mask, like the one with the vent on it, uh the the filtration vent and another mask over that and so did the other two women now of course they took their masks off to sip their delicious adult beverage because you know you can't catch covid when you're sitting down you're talking to the person across from you because you're drinking but then when you stand up that's how COVID can spread it's it's truly unbelievable that people still fall for this but rachel maddow actually said the right thing there Masks don't do anything. Uh, You shouldn't touch your face and you should probably wash your hands and sanitize. That was the same. I've talked about it many times. I do a podcast every year called Such and Such Days to Flatten the Curve, which I might actually title this one, actually, however many days since March 11th of 2020 to flatten the curve, because that's what it was. We need to shut down. We need to mask up. Uh, we need to have 15 days to flatten the curve. And then it turned into, we're, what, like, I think we've got to be about 1,300 days to flatten the curve at this point. It's going to be 1,300 days. Because, you know, we're, we're still doing this. But how did it go from Rachel Maddow in early March saying something fairly rational? Guys, whenever you're sick, just probably stay home. And, you know, uh, in order to avoid being sick, do things like washing your hands. That was sane. That was pretty rational. Then it changed into, my God, everybody. In fact, by the way, she brought up that there's a 2% fatality. It wasn't even a fraction of that. It was it was a fraction of 1% is the actual fatality rate. Because what ended up happening, they started, once again, cooking the books and changing things that they were including other people. Like People weren't actually dying of COVID. They were dying of something, and COVID just nudged them over the edge. That's it. It was like you took your car to the very edge, and then COVID just, just, you put it in neutral, you got everything ready, and you just nudged it over. And of course, it was marked as a COVID death. And then we found how many times over oh, that we had seen in real time of people who were going for, they got hit by a bus, for example, and they tested positive, and the person died because they got hit by a bus, but they marked it as a COVID death. And then it just, just throw it on the list. Go for it. Keep it going. Keep it going, everybody. You had a gunshot wound. In fact, George Floyd had COVID. Did you know that? George Floyd, who did not die of, a, of asphyxiation because of Derek Chauvin's knee on the back of his neck. I know, controversial. It, you know, how dare I say something that was in the autopsy he died of a fentanyl overdose mixed with excited delirium, but he also tested positive for COVID. So if you want to include George Floyd as a COVID death, then by all means, go for it. It's probably more its probably more realistic that he died of COVID than he died of a knee on the back of Derek Chauvin's neck. But anyways, different conversation. I'll save that for my Patreon. So here's more Rachel Maddow talking about vaccines. Remember this one?
1: being able excuse me it means for instead of the virus being able to hop from person to person to person to person spreading and spreading sickening some of them but not all of them and the ones that it doesn't sick don't know they have it and then they give it to even more people because they didn't recognize they were right instead of the virus being able to hop from person to person to person potentially mutating and becoming more virulent and drug resistant along the way now we know that the vaccines work well enough that the virus stops with every vaccinated person. A vaccinated person gets exposed to the virus. The virus does not infect them. The virus cannot then use that person to go anywhere else. It cannot use a vaccinated person as a host to go get more people. That means the vaccines will get us to the end of this. If we just go fast enough to get the whole po-
0: it- Okay, so that was like... March of or March of 2021 that she was saying that this is when the big push to get everyone vaccinated, and the people who wanted to get vaccinated, they couldn't wait. I had coworkers at the time. I had one coworker. I've, I've probably talked about him. It's not important. But when I worked in the rate at the radio station, I had a coworker who, of course, she wore her mask in her car. She would wear. She wouldn't drive very far. She lived like right down the street from the radio station. And she would go grocery shopping in a mask. And she would just basically, as soon as she left her home, she put the mask on. So she rarely drove anywhere. Maybe Costco like once every couple of months. But that was about it. It was usually to work or the grocery store. And this was before COVID. Rarely left the house. Yet she booked a, a, an appointment in like late January, early February, at a Walgreens an hour away from where she lived because she wanted to get vaccinated because she thought this was going to stop. Now, of course, she continued wearing her mask after that. And I believe she got COVID after that too. But I'm assuming she'll say that, uh, well, thank God, because it could have been so much worse had I not gotten blah, 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 blah. Same thing over and over again. But that push in 2021, guys, you gotta get vaccinated. And then there was around May... We started hearing about vaccine passports, the Excelsior Pass in New York and other places saying, guys, what if, stay with me, we have some kind of, I don't know, like a digital passport or even a card. Remember your vaccine card? What if, because we all know that if you get vaccinated, you're not getting COVID. We want to exclude people who are unvaccinated, who could potentially be carriers because we all know that us vaccinated people, that if somebody's coughing on me who has COVID, that I'm not going to get sick and everything's going to be A-OK, it's just going to repel off of me like Superman's chest. Then it became, oh no, vaccinated still, people still could get sick. And that's because too many people are unvaccinated and they're carriers. And that's the problem. So therefore, we need to shame your friends and your family and your coworkers and your anybody who's outside of your little you need to exclude them from your friend group and your coworkers. In fact, we should probably put some kind of mandate out there that you cannot work at this company unless you're vaccinated. And of course, you could put religious exemptions all you want, but we're going to fight you all the way with that. Remember, they never actually forced you to get vaccinated, right? Remember this one? This is funny. Individuals are allowed to make their own choices. There may be all sorts of different reasons why someone is hesitant to get vaccinated. And therefore, while not forcing anyone to get vaccinated, enforcement measures in place will make sure... That everyone is vaccinated people to have their jobs to keep their jobs were forced to have the vaccination now do you retract your statement that they were not forced
2: uh, senator no i i believe firmly that nobody was forced to have a vaccine
1: there's people that don't want this mandatory vaccine how do we
2: manage well, this well then they won't be going to work okay it's very very simple i believe everybody was offered an opportunity to get a vaccine or not get a vaccine. I don't believe that anybody was forced to take a vaccine. We have said no, you must get vaccinated.
1: Um, in terms of the vaccine mandates, I acknowledge that it was a
0: challenging time for people, but they made, ultimately made their own choices. A vaccine mandate is being expanded to around 40% of all workers.
1: You basically see it as two different classes of people. If you're vaccinated or if you're unvaccinated, you have all these rights. If you are vaccinated, that is what it is. So, yep, hospitality, hairdressers, and gyms can operate at all levels if they ask customers for a vaccine certificate. Yeah. There was no, there was no compulsory vaccination. People made their own choices. And so it follows that if customers must be vaccinated, then so too must the workers.
0: Hmm. But no one forced you to get vaccinated. I hope seriously somebody sues the pants. I, I think everybody. If you got let go because you didn't get vaccinated, you need to, you need to put a huge lawsuit and they need to either rehire you or pay you through the nose because they're playing, of course, the semantics game. I've mentioned it on this podcast, the free one and the Patreon a bunch of times, but it's the classic example of semantics. No one forced you to get vaccinated. Come on, Tony. It's just, nobody told, nobody forced you. They're playing the semantics game of nobody actually held you down or strapped you down and forced a needle into your arm, that you cannot live and breathe and do anything in your life unless you get vaccinated. Now, what they did was they dangled things in front of you. They said, you can't go to a gym. You can't go to a restaurant. You can't go to a bar. You can't go to a play. You can't go to a concert. You can't go to school. You can't go to work. You can't do any of this stuff without being vaccinated. But no one forced you. They did, though. No, they didn't. They didn't. Okay, so we're going to play that game. We're going to play the semantics game that nobody strapped me down and forced me. It's like, no, no one forced you. Now, you you will lose everything in your life that you'll have to go on welfare, and you probably have to show vaccine proof in order to be on welfare. Uh, uh, you know, you're going to be out of a job. Your wife will divorce you. Your, your, it might get to the point where child protective service is going to come in and take your kids away from you because you haven't vaccinated yourself in front of your kids. In fact, you have a six month old at home. Why haven't you vaccinated him or her, or they or them, or whatever he wants to identify as? Why not? Why didn't you do that? They're playing the semantics game, and they're gonna they're trying this again? Is this really a winner for you? All over the globe, like I, there were a lot of accents that I played there, were a lot of Australian and New Zealand accents. and But of course, Canada as well. Trudeau has to, well, no, you know, no, nobody forced you. Nobody forced you to get vaccinated. Uh, remember the trucker convoy that was, what, about a year and a half ago? Those are a lot of people who were really upset with the vaccine mandate, and 90% of them complied with it because you lied to them about the, the effectiveness of it. You lied to them thinking that Because I I know a lot of friends of mine who did get vaccinated, but they didn't get vaccinated for the purpose of I'm doing this for my fellow man. It was, if this is my ticket out of this COVID lockdown mandate insanity, then I'll do it. I will be the sacrificial lamb. I will roll my sleeve up at this Rite Aid and get vaccinated because what? Because that was the hope. That was one of my buddies— my buddy Jeremy, he's a good, good dude. I think he kind of regrets it a little bit now about how he was acting a couple of years ago. But I mean, you're talking about two and a half years ago now, and his thinking was: Look, I want to go into a place without wearing a mask. I want to go into a place without social distancing. I want to go back to going to see a, a sporting event, a concert, take my kids to a play, have my kids go to school, and have it be fairly normal. Uh, that's what, all I want right now. So, if that means I have to sacrifice what I, you know, myocarditis, whatever it is, just so we can get back to some semblance of normalcy, I'll take the hit. I'll take the bullet. The problem was people who got vaccinated in February, March, April of 2021, it didn't return to normal after that. <laughs> they were still masking. Yeah, my, in Ohio, our mask mandate ended in June. uh, It was June 2nd. Now I stopped wearing one and I only wore one because I didn't want the local establishment I was at to have the governor's goons go after them. But I basically stopped weeks before that. I'm like, no, they're not enforcing this. I'm not doing this anymore. But they understand they kept the mask mandate on airplanes until April of 2022. I was there in February of 2022 at an airport, and they still had the mandate going. Now, it wasn't as strict as it was in 2020, but it was still around. And they're trying to float this out there again? They're trying to float this out there about bringing back mask mandates? I mentioned it, uh, what, about two weeks ago, Lionsgate Studios out in Hollywood. Yeah, they're going to put masks back, bring them back. Then there's an all-black college outside of Atlanta that's bringing the masks back. Well, here we go again. A D.C. area elementary school, Montgomery County, Maryland, is reinstating a mask mandate, by the way, N95s, for third graders over a few kids testing positive for COVID. This is according to Clay Travis. Here's the letter. They're coming back with masks to mask your kids again. This is Rosemary Hills Elementary School in Silver Spring, Maryland. Uh, Dear parents and students, this letter is to inform you that three or more individuals have tested positive for COVID-19 in the past 10 days. We are taking the following steps to keep our school environment as safe as possible for in-person teaching and learning and to prevent further transmission of COVID-19 in this group. Additional KN95 masks have been distributed, and students and staff in identified classes or activities will be required to mask in school for the next 10 days, except while eating or drinking. Because, remember, again, you can't spread COVID while you're eating or drinking or talking. Masks will become optional again following the 10-day period. Gee, where have we seen that one before? At-home rapid tests will be sent home and made available for students. The CDC recommends testing at least five days after exposure, starting day six, or any time if symptoms develop. Please report any positive COVID results to the school attendance office. We'll continue to reinforce good hand-washing and follow follow cleaning and disinfecting procedures. They're doing this again. again. Is this a winner? I keep going back to that is this a winner for your cause? But I, I I guess people are, I don't know if it's news organizations who are bored. I don't know if this is political campaigns that are trying to ramp something up. Because I said that during 2020 is that we went through the COVID stuff from like March to June. And then it was the George Floyd riots and the summer of love, the summer of George. And then that kind of petered out after about a month, we, you know, protests and windows and smash and grabs and looting and fiery but mostly peaceful protests. And then we decided back like somewhere in July, uh, let's go back to the COVID thing. I think that was kind of fun. Because we could talk about, like, here in Ohio, we had our governor, Mike DeWine, and you had all these wine moms that were sitting there in front of their computer the laptop class that got to pour a glass of Chardonnay. You we were doing wine with DeWine. Yes, at 2 o'clock, Mike DeWine. He goes on TV, and he reads all the COVID stats. And then Dr. Amy, Dr. Acton, oh, she's just wonderful, telling us to stay home and shut your business down. The abortionist, Dr. Amy Acton. Uh, but anyways, um... It was it, it was unbelievable that we went through that, and that people have no problem going through it again. Now I, I think most people do not want to go through this again. I think this is like a bad sequel. I think this is Caddyshack two. <laughs> this is you. You do not have Rodney Dangerfield in this sequel. You have Jackie Mason. Oh, i got to bring the COVID back. <laughs> Sorry, that's kind of sounded like a uh, Bernie Sanders a little bit. But uh, oh man. They really want to do this. They really want to do this, and bring all this back. Even more important than Jill Biden getting COVID, of course, Whoopi now has it. Um, (laughs) As you can see, Whoopi
2: is not here. She has COVID. (laughs) Yes, it's back. It's back. It's back. But she's on the mend. She's on the tail end, and she'll probably be back this week. But sorry, she's not here. For those of you who are looking forward to seeing her,
0: unless she unless she got suspended for making pro Hitler. comments like she did that one time. Oh, she takes a leave of absence because she was saying, uh, you know, that I I forgot what it was. Remember when she got suspended like a year ago? Because she was saying something about how something like Hitler wasn't racist or something? I don't know. Whatever it was. So more important than Jill Biden, thank God Whoopi Goldberg is on the mend from COVID. Now, what about this... midterm vaccines. What, what is she talking about? Here's cringe Jean-Pierre, the absolutely incompetent affirmative action, white house press secretary. And by the way, whenever I say that people kind of get mad at me, what do you mean? Affirmative action? Well, she's not qualified. Uh, she is not qualified. She checked boxes. She's a moron. She is a, she's a, a partisan hack. She's a political activist. And she only got the job because she's a black gay woman immigrant. Is that what it was? So she gets four for four. So you can't really, you can criticize her, but everything is you're going to be sexist, racist, uh, homophobic, and xenophobic, I guess. So you can't criticize her. Oh, but I'll criticize her because she's an affirmative action hire. So here she is talking about midterm vaccines. We are in a better place uh, than we have ever been uh, to deal with COVID, and that's because we have tools in our tool belt. Right? We have uh, safe. uh, We're going to have those uh, uh, midterm uh, midterm, sorry, mid September uh, vaccines, which is going to be incredibly important. We're going to we have these home at test uh, uh, midterm. I mean mid September vaccines. So that's what they're trying to do is roll out another round of this. This one's going to protect you from the uh, uh, from COVID. But RSV and the flu shot, well, we've seen how effective all three have been. What what, what do they say the best case scenario for a flu shot is that it works 40% of the time because you're taking an old strand? They're always behind. They're never to fight the current strand. They're just hopeful that the new strain of COVID is going to be fought with this vaccine. But most part, no, you're actually fighting old strains and that's it. Good job, people. Keep believing in this BS garbage. Um, But what did the, you know, it was amazing what this did to people. The whole, like, did we forget how we treated each other? You know, I say we, not me. But I, one thing about me is I got very, very bitter. I've talked about this on other podcasts. Again, at patreon.com slash Tony Mazer. Was I got really bitter uh, during the whole COVID stuff. I, I, I lost my faith. I came back. I'm, I'm a Catholic. I go back to church, if you heard last week's podcast. But uh, I, I was very bitter for a lot of the time. I felt that uh, people, especially old people who watch TV too much and are given bad information, like my grandmother. I saw my grandma twice in the last couple of years. Uh, I, I was very close with my grandmother. Talked to her, texted her when she had a phone. and um, She actually had a computer before we did, when I grew up. It was nice to to have that and to have a, in the last couple of years, she just got so brainwashed by Dr. Fauci, just in my opinion, one of the biggest mass murderers of all time and drug pushers. He's worse than freeway Rick Ross. And that's what we had to deal with. She's watching too much TV. So therefore she didn't want to see me. I was lucky enough to have her at my wedding for three minutes got a quick photo with her. And then I saw her again once before Thanksgiving or after Thanksgiving in uh, 2021. And then she died. (laughs) She died not long after. I didn't get a chance to truly say goodbye to my grandmother because she spent more time watching CNN and Dr. Fauci than she did with her grandkids. And it was sad what what happened. I was very bitter about it. I've kind of I'm still bitter about it in a lot of ways, but I think I'm trying to cope with it a little bit differently now, especially now that the lid's been blown off and the scab's been ripped off and more people understand what what we're going through right now. But I think people forgot what that nonsense did to people. Turning, What they did is they sicked us on each other. Your mask was slightly below your nose. I'm going to yell at you. You're not social distancing enough you didn't, uh, you, you touch the screen and you didn't use the hand sanitizer. I'm seeing priests baptize babies with squirt guns. It, it was embarrassing. It was infuriating. I can't even think of it. The, there, there are a lot of words. I'm not going to curse on this podcast, but there were a lot of words that I had to say about that. And I couldn't believe it. So here's, this is, this is, a, I guess, a current video Listen to this woman right here. This is what happened to people. Remember, it was, you just want people to die. Tony, you had a wedding in June of 2020. Do you want people to die? Is this what you want? You had a bachelor party? You were with people without masks, and you were drinking and having a good time? You want grandma to die. You're a grandma killer. Remember those days? Oh, you forgot. Oh, (laughs) well, your pal Tony is here to remind you. This is apparently a recent video.
2: One of the hardest things about being medically vulnerable in the pandemic is the constant expectation that you be happy for everyone you know who's partaking in activities that put your life in danger, that spread COVID, that, you know, contribute to that undertone of eugenics we have going on right now where only the elderly and the already unwell are dying. It's really hard to have to be happy over and over and over again for people whose actions say, I don't care if you live or die, but you be happy that I have a new boyfriend. That's a big ask. If you say that you mask around vulnerable people, do you mask when you're out in public? because it's really, really strange to assume that no vulnerable people are ever out in public. Like no vulnerable people, no people with cancer, no people with transplanted organs, no people on immunosuppressants ever need groceries, ever need to go to the doctor, ever need to buy clothes. So if you say you mask around vulnerable people, do you just expect a vulnerable person to walk into a room and yell like, I'm vulnerable, because like, no if you mask around vulnerable people you should be thinking about masking in public period because it's very strange and honestly very rude and ableist to assume medically vulnerable people are just never out in public or you should mask at least when you see someone else wearing a mask because odds are they're vulnerable
0: okay so everyone's vulnerable that's what we gathered from this Uh, so That's why people mask is you don't know who that the the next person could have cancer, could have lymphoma, could uh, have diabetes, could have God God only knows what HIV and AIDS could have, uh, you know, whatever it could be. Doesn't matter. You never know. So that's why you have to. My response to that is I don't need to cater to a couple of people. You need to take your own precautions. Not me. I don't need to take precautions for you. I don't care. When they always say, "Well, don't you care about the greater good?" No, not really, because that's a communist term. I don't, I don't subscribe to that belief. I don't. The oh, you don't care about the greater good? No, I care about the people around me, like my family. But the, uh, you know, the the biker who's in front of me at the grocery store, who's you know getting a six pack of. Miller Lite, because it's not going to be Bud Light. I don't really care about that guy. And I also don't care about the person with the mask on behind me. I'll be courteous. I'll hold the door open. That's where it about ends. I don't need to mask because I don't know what that person's going through. These are the same people with the trans movement that I should just understand that they, what their pronouns are. These are the same people that we should just assume Uh, like, well, no, we shouldn't actually, no, that's the thing is we shouldn't just assume that because you look like a female, you have a female name, you talk like a female that you may actually identify as female. You might be transgender. You might be this, this, and this, or you might identify as a boy today. And I shouldn't just assume that's the whole thing. So we shouldn't just assume that the person next to me is perfectly healthy. They may have cancer, Either they know it or not, so therefore I need to be courteous to that person? No. I had a buddy of mine tell me that. He might even be listening to this right now. He's like, you know, I have a a kidney situation, and that's why I I would prefer to stay home, and that's why I mask up everywhere. And I'm like, so I should—so the entire world needs to cater to you because you may have some kind of kidney disorder. I have a cyst on my kidney. Currently—I probably have it right now still. It hasn't gone—I think it's benign— So the whole world should cater to my needs instead of you adjusting your behavior to the world. Isn't that how it should be? Like, again, this is what it was at one time. Oh, I'm not feeling well. I'm not coming to work. Simple as that, right? Yeah, guys, I'm not feeling too well. I don't want to spread whatever I got. I got some kind of crud in my throat and I'm hacking. I'm not feeling, I got a headache and stuff. I don't want to spread. I'm going to stay home tomorrow tomorrow. From work. Okay, great. That's what it was. You assess your own situation. Instead, we had to just think that everybody has to kowtow to you. So it's your world. So if you're afraid of going out because your kidney issue might be a pre existing condition that might make getting COVID work, which by the way, vaccinated, boosted, has had COVID, I think, like three times. Um, And, oh, by the way, Whoopi Goldberg has had COVID, I think, several times as well, Uh, as early as 2022, in fact, Uh, because I think somebody retweeted me. Um, I said that's why they're that's why they're talking about how we shouldn't shame those who get COVID anymore because all the good guys are now contracting it. I said that January 5th, 2022, because Whoopi Goldberg (laughs) got COVID. (laughs) Just it's unbelievable. They're still going to try this. I, I don't think it's going to work. Uh, I, as I wrap up the podcast and look back, no matter what, Jill Biden, Whoopi Goldberg, anybody else, Rachel Maddow can lecture us. Dr. Fauci can continue. To, Dr. Fauci is still on TV. I thought the guy retired. I thought he was stepping aw- going to step away from the spotlight. i going to step away. Yet he was on CNN over the weekend. And he's probably going to be on CNN several times this week and MSNBC and ABC on the weekend. And uh, Scott Gottlieb... Which one of my favorite things during COVID, and it's still going on right now. He's on he has a weekly appearance on CBS, whatever it is, the um, Face the Nation, I believe it's called, with Margaret Brennan. He has a weekly appearance on there. and it's Dr. Scott Gottlieb, former uh, was it FDA commissioner who's on the board of Pfizer. Whoa. And does anybody piece the two together? He's on the board of Pfizer and former FDA commissioner. Huh. Hmm. Hmm. Anybody? Bueller? No, we're not. We're not. You're you're not going to put two and two together here? Okay. I talk a little more about that on yesterday's podcast. You should listen to it. I'm not going to mention it because this is a open podcast, and I had several more things I wanted to say about that. But, uh, again, as I wrap up the podcast here, we're three and a half years, three and a half years into this COVID stuff, this COVID. It's it's taken up most of Joe Biden's presidency. He takes credit for all the jobs that came back, uh, even though, again, they were all because of COVID lockdowns and people just rehired the same people back. But they're still going to try this. Again, I don't think your neighbor... Who probably wore a mask well after the mandate dropped, or was uh, got got vaccinated, maybe got a booster? Look at the amount of people getting boosters right now. It's nobody. It's virtually nobody. The only people who are are the same ones still wearing masks in the grocery store, or wearing them in their cars, or still wearing gloves and doing whatever. Those are the people who are getting boosters because they think it works. Or and then when they get COVID, they're like, well, thank goodness that I got this vaccine because otherwise it could have been worse it's amazing they're still gonna try it is it going to be a winner I don't think so in my opinion I, do I believe that they're cooking something up is something else going on could this be another pandemic could it be a pandemic of big tech whether it's censorship could this be a pandemic of the uh, the uh like viruses on computers and the internet? Maybe. I don't know. But don't be surprised if something does pop up, that something does go awry, that some kind of groundwork is currently being laid as I and you speak at this very moment in early September, post-Labor Day of 2023. Don't be surprised. We're 14 months away from an election. There very well could be some shenanigans that are being at play. And once again, I'll say it as I wrap up the podcast here. Who's the first person to start mentioning that TSA and airports and airlines might be reinstating mask mandates? Is Alex Jones. Alex Jones was right again. He's wrong about some things. But boy, when he's right, he absolutely crushes it when it comes to that. Oh, man, it's unbelievable. But here we are, three and a half years later, and we're still talking about it. So for folks who kept telling me, Tony, why why are you bringing it up? Nobody cares anymore. Okay, we get it. You won. Everything you said was right. Okay. There's a reason I kept bringing it up, because I didn't forget about it. It's not going to be thrown into the ash bin of society. It's not going to be thrown back in the memory bank like, hey, remember the time when uh, yeah, we shut the world down and we, uh, we gave seven billion to, to, to Iran and we gave like hundreds of billion to Ukraine and uh, the people of Maui got 700 bucks and you got $600 for your business shut down and your schools closed and everything else and it was upended that uh, the country cared more about Ukraine and Israel and Iran <laughs> than they did about, you know, East Palestine, Ohio, all that kind of stuff. Isn't that amazing? Remember that? I remember. And that's why I will continue bringing it up. So here we are. It's September 23, and I'm still talking about it. And I will continue to. And if you don't like it, might not be the podcast for you. But if it is, Make sure you hit subscribe and uh, check out my free podcast going out every Wednesday. I'm going to do a Rumble episode later this week at my Rumble account. But if you want more content like this that gets even saucier with the conversation and early access to guests and all the fun stuff I have on my podcast, go to patreon.com slash Tony Mazur, T-O-N-Y-M-A-Z-U-R. For just three bucks a month, you get all that podcast, all those podcasts on this platform. In one month for three bucks. So it's fractions, fractions of a dollar you get per podcast. Sounds like a good deal to me if you like this kind of stuff. And if you don't, if you hated this podcast, just don't write me a one star review and tell me I suck, please. (laughs) If you do like the podcast, tell a friend, tell five friends, tell 10. They might like this. Thanks, everybody, for checking out the show, and uh, I'll be back with you with uh, more fun episodes. How's that sound? On my Patreon later on this week. Bye, everybody.